Ciao ragazzi and benvenuti to the 37th episode of In the Shadow of Vesuvio. My name is Henry Bell. I'm broadcasting to you from the west of Scotland, far away from the beauteous Napoli. But luckily, we have someone who is also beauteous, Michele Borelli, who is in Naples, in the shadow of Vesuvio. Ciao Michele, come stai? Ciao, Glasgow Paisley liver. How are you? I'm fine. What a week. What a weekend. What a season. Uh, have you have you noticed that when we play well, we don't podcast? Like we we had like ten podcasts last season when we were like winning this good effort. We start playing terribly and we're like, let's do a podcast. Let's do another podcast. Let's do it. It's because it's like therapy. Like if you're happy, you don't go to therapy, right? Like if yeah. you're happy, if you have everything going on for you, like which is perfectly fine, everything you don't go to a you don't go to therapy. You, there is no need, but you yeah, know we we all need to vent a little bit about this. I feel yeah. I mean, you have experience therapy is interesting. Sometimes you'd be like six months in, you're like, I'm done now. Cool, thank mm-hmm. you. And you have that big moment. Therapist is like, yeah, you've gone on some real journey. Real, you got some real progress. And then about six months later, you're like. I need to go back. And this is basically what's happened to us. We thought we were cured. We thought that was it. We were going to just be existing in this this new tomorrow where Napoli were consistent and brilliant and not infuriating. And that lasted about three months, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it is funny to me because usually, like, what I'm noticing is that everyone is super depressed. And Mm -hmm. that's fair, in my opinion, but then you look at the table and you look at the you know the games that we played so far. It's only like I don't want to be the reasonable one right now, but I kind of feel like I have to be, even though I don't feel good about what I'm seeing. I thought I think I I, I said that after the Lazio game that this was not uh, one off. It was something yeah, well something to be uh, worried about. But yeah, no, yeah. it's it's funny because we like in theory, I mean in practice too, we only lost one game. And mm. the reaction I'm seeing are more like like if I didn't know, if I didn't follow football, I would assume based on everyone's reaction in the city and online too, that Napoli has lost every game for the past five months. Yeah, and... I think you're very right. I think that's a that's a really good point. Uh yeah, if I'm going to dwell on this a bit later because I've surprised myself because I used to back in the days when I was podcasting on a show called Sempre and in the early days of um, Far From Vesuvius. Um, Rest in peace, Sempre. I, uh, Sempre yeah, and um, I used to get a fair bit of flack from listeners saying that I was always too positive that I needed to be, uh, you know, more realistic about what was going on. And I've really surprised myself this season. It's like how viscerally I'm I'm unenjoying this this season. <laughs> like people follow me on Twitter, even when the lineup was announced and it was Juan Jesus and Ostergaard together, I was like, what is that? You know, <laughs> I've turned into like the mob, basically. Not the mob as in the mafia, but the mob as in the braying mob, like the people in Julius Caesar that are so easily led by their emotions by Mark Antony. Uh, that's me. Anyway. So hanging, we're out, a... hanging out with me is not good for you, I think. Yeah, I've been talking what... too much football. <laughs> I've always been like this. No, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's all good. Your influence on me is entirely good, Michele. But before we get delve into such matters, 
Uh, what's number 37 in the Napoli Tombola? Napoli, uh, number 37 is Il Monaco. Oh, Monaco. The monk. The monk. The monk. So perhaps that is a sign for me to find my inner restraint. Maybe. Your inner peace. It's hard to do that when you have a haired French manager on the bench. But yes. Uh... Spoiler. Spoiler. So what is the does the monk have any because there's the the little monk is an important um sort of folk symbol in Naples, right? Or is this a different thing? Monashiella, yes. But this is not the same. No. Okay. No, no, this is different. We will Plastic. cover Omunashiel in another episode. It's an interesting how do you know that? That's interesting. Uh The Hand of God, the film, uh ah, Sorrentino. Fair. fair. I didn't see that. Fair. Okay. <laughs> and also like there's millions of them always being sold around around the city. So I think I asked somebody once and they explained it and I was probably a bit drunk and I forgot. No, um right. <laughs> anyway, you're gonna get better analysis listeners than than that. So okay, so today let's talk about uh the game at the weekend, the draw with Genoa. Um so a few things I want to talk to you about in terms of Rudy Garcia, but also how this compares. That's kind of what I'd like to know a bit more your thoughts on in a bit um and if we've got time we can think a little bit about the champions league which is coming up we're recording this on on monday uh i suppose it was an away match so we must begin by finding out where and with whom you watched this michaela and more importantly what did you eat oh that's interesting so i watched so i i wanted to watch it at my local pub but I didn't feel like going too early because obviously they everyone takes all the tables if you don't go like an hour in advance, much like the stadium actually. Mm. But I didn't feel like going way too early. So I went a little bit late. Everything was taken. So I went for my plan B, which was staying at home, which I really didn't mind actually. It was my secret plan A. I tried to sabotage mm. the pub plan because it was my friend's uh, idea. I didn't really want to do that. So, yeah, I was happy to realize. Maybe, yeah, actually, I sabotaged it a little bit by going late. So, But I was very happy to see that there were no tables left. So I went home. My father was there. And, nice. Uh, Just I was the Borelli clan. No, no, no. Because then uh, my another friend came, a friend with whom I go to Curva B every game. And, uh, and then four Canadians friends came to my what? place and watched it with us. Yes. So there was, yeah, the only one of them was a Napoli fan. Napoli fan. Napoli fan. Sorry, Canadian fans. Yeah. And uh, another one was a kind of a UEFA fan. They didn't want to tell me. They didn't, I didn't know, like, I only knew the Napoli fan and uh, three of his friends. So two of them didn't care about football. And another one, he said, has a UEFA loving family. I tried to ask him about it. So also doesn't care about football. Exactly. Yes. So yeah, I, I basically I asked him a lot of questions to know whether he was a UEFA or not. He stayed neutral with his answer, which means that yes, he he likes it when UEFA wins. I'm sure of it. And uh, yeah, I proceeded to just make fun of him a little bit. But yeah, I didn't. I mean, there was not much time to make fun of UEFA fans because Napoli was you uh, know was that kind of night. I mean, there is I I had no right to make fun of other people's teams. Even though... Which is one of the most annoying things about this season is that any because I used to be very careful about you know irritating opposition fans because Napoli being Napoli they could find a way to punch themselves in the face, but 
But last season that wasn't the case, was it? I mean, that five one was just just beautiful. Like anything after that is is irrelevant really. Like we we pulled your pants down and destroyed you five one. Yeah. Um but now, yeah, Juve looking quite scary this season as well. Ugh, one yeah. game a week, uh, they get a winner, aren't they? Anyway, what did you eat though? Much more importantly. Oh yes, so we ate some freshly made bruschette. Bruschette, very flat, very fresh, very nice, unexpected, unexpected, because my mom just felt like making some. I don't know why. Nice one. So, grazie, yes. mamma. Yes, grazie, mamma. And uh, yeah, we ate some bruschette, and then after the game, we went to the pub. And so hang on, what they could, obviously we're talking bruschette. We're talking finely, tomatoes. finely chopped pomodori. Yes, with some toasted. Bread, but we're talking a little bit of oil, a little bit of salt, toast yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. Nothing else? Nothing else, of course not. And oil, obviously, with the... oil, 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 tomatoes, and salt. That's it. I hope she didn't put any basil in there for you. I she didn't. We don't I don't think we have basil in uh no, we don't really no. No, but I, I don't to, like it anyway. So I as we've covered, I went to a restaurant in England where they did it and they Build it with cheese and stuff. I was like, this is not. It defeats the point of it. Anyway, yeah. okay. And then you went to the pub to drown your sorrows. Yes. Metaphorically, yes. because obviously you don't drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I drowned my sorrows in a Coca Cola and a, and a fries uh, potion with um, provola and sausage, salsiccia. Yeah. It was. It was it was nice. It was nice. My that friends better than the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. It wasn't even that good, but it was still better than the game. I think. But yeah. No. Um, yeah. Well. Hang on. So you watched it. So was your dad there or not when you watched it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. Okay. So I'm interested to know what the sort of feeling is outside of yourself before we find out what you think. So your dad, your friends. What's the feeling about this Napoli team? Because lots of people are saying different things. So some people are saying, give it time, calm down. Other people are saying, Garcia out. Ah, um, what vibrations are you picking up from the people around you in Naples? So I think I'm, not, I'm picking up the same vibrations which I picked up during the Lazio game in Curva B. So maybe people are a little bit more angry now. But, yeah, no, it's just a disbelief, to be honest. Because when you see a team play like that and with no shots on target for 70 minutes against Genoa, then, I mean, what can you say? You know, it's just like disbelief and you feel powerless. It's like, oh, wow, we have, we're really, really bad. And you don't, you, you don't even understand it because it's not like, I mean, this is the, for the most part, this is the same team, no, compared to last, last season. Yeah. So... I guess it makes it very easy to understand who's at fault here, right? Because we didn't change five players. We just changed one centre-back and one manager. And obviously the whole coaching staff. Yeah, still, I mean, I include that in the manager discussion. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, it, it, Garcia is an easy scapegoat in this case. And in my opinion, it's a correct... Scapegoat because it's uh, I mean it's it's just it's just clear yeah a lot of people are angry but mostly I see disbelief it's just that when I went to the pub and I know 
most of the people there, um, they're all Napoli fans, except one Inter fan. Fuck him. But yeah, when we went there... And, oh, God. Uh, he was playing so well. He must have been unbearable. Yeah, I mean, we have a... We have a recurring joke between us that I always compl- as soon as Inter wins a game, I compliment him for the scudetto that they are inev- inevitably going to win. And last season, I did that for the whole season, uh, and he was extremely angry about it towards like April May. He was like, yeah, was super angry with me because I I still you know complimented him still, and uh, yeah, it uh, it worked. And now I'm I'm already started to compliment him, and uh, apparently <laughs> it's not working. But yeah, anyway. When I was talking to my Napoli fan friends at the pub, I mean, they didn't even come like to my table. They like were like ex- ex- exchanging like glares, and they were like, you know, kind of like doing, I don't know, extending their arms and looking at me and shaking their heads, like what just what just can we to do? yeah, exactly, like what what is going on? What do you think was going on? And yeah, that's, that's the, interesting. I think, so yeah, there's a kind of a kind of shocked disbelief about yeah. how this this beautiful team can play such stagnant football yeah i think for the most part even more than anger there is this this belief i would call it just this belief mm. it's like what is going on here what is going on because we have yeah. the players but then you have fucking zerbin coming onto the pitch oh, substituting kvaraskelia and you have simeone on the bench and you know all these kind of things that i mean you don't even have time get angry i think all of us you know our first our first reaction to that was really you know like and that's i mean i think that's probably what's going what's going on with everyone it's just everyone is just like really really i mean this and is- even kavaratskelia i mean his reaction yeah. i mean if there was any doubt if um Kvica is assimilated into neapolitan culture his reaction absolutely um put any of those doubts to one side i mean it's not great for a player to do that, to be honest, um, in any context. But I mean, I can understand why it was, no, you know, obviously a bit unprofessional. But like, and what's a bit of a shame is that the rest of Garcia's substitutions, I think, were actually very good. Um, Caruste made a contribution. Obviously, Politano and uh, Raspadori scored, and. That shift from four three three to four two three one. There was a little bit of me thinking, I had to talk to Michele about this and like, is this the emergence of Garcia's own identity, you know, moving on from the four three three? If we'd scored that winner, it could have been but you're not gonna do that with Zerbin on the pitch. I mean, Mamma Mia, like come on, Garcia, like keep and I thought Cavaraskelia Well, let's go back to what you said before. One no shots on target in the first 70 minutes. How is that possible with Kvaratskhelia and Osimhen on the pitch? And Zelinski, who's in good form, Di Lorenzo, who makes things happen from, from right back. How on earth is that is that possible? I don't know, man. I don't know if I, if I have to be honest. I didn't follow the game closely on a tactical level because mm-hmm. I was just too shocked. I was like, what? what? I, like, honestly, I, did, I, I remember nothing about the first half. Absolutely nothing. Like it was when so ended, boring. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. But it wasn't just about boring. It was just I don't know. I I kind of like zoned out. I don't know. I was looking at the television or I was just thinking about other stuff, I guess. I don't know. It was really it was really shocking to me. So I don't know. I don't I didn't 
I was I was sad to see. So I, as you know, I always focus on Lobotka for the most part. It was mm. I was sad to see how like he played, and it was still. I mean, it was still very good though. He made that amazing like, interception yeah. in the box. I remember and thinking, yeah, that's that's the guy. Um, but I mean, some some people cleverer than me have been saying that it's interesting that Ongisa and Lobotka seem to have. Um, almost swapped roles which doesn't really make any sense and he got this sense that he's garcia is trying to get we talked about this last time the the, the midfield to to be more versatile and so to be able to exchange roles and things but it just doesn't make any sense to me it's like you've got players that are really good at at, at doing things <laughs> why and then he looked at how isolated aussie men was and the huge gaps between attack and midfield and the wide attack and the central attack total lack of cohesion in in attacking shape i mean you look at frosinone and lecce yesterday and they had a shape that they were playing you know better than us yeah. um but yeah to give garcia his credit the majority of the substitutions came off we looked a little bit more coherent in a 4-2-3-1 but Taking off Kvaratskhelia, I think all the goodwill that anybody might have had towards him just vanished. Can you... Yeah. So my question, so you've been in Kurva B since, what, 2007, 2008, something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on and off. Because I wasn't living where, in Napoli. Yeah, yeah. Where would you place these sort of that half against Lazio and the Genoa game? Where, where does this sit? I've got a few thoughts on from my sofa watching. You know, it's hard to say, but everyone is like everyone I talk about, I talk to. They are all saying this is, reminds them of Benitez, like the late, you know, yep. Benitez second year. Obviously, when we looked completely lost, I would say lost. It was unbelievable. People don't people don't realize. I think a lot of people forgot. How bad Benitez was, especially the the second, like the last part of the second year of Benitez, because people remember that we won trophies with him, which is fair. Yeah, yeah. but it was it was, and so he signed bad. a lot of like players that went on to become legends of the club as well. Exactly, but we didn't sign Benitez for his, you know, to for him to become our sports director. We signed him to become yeah. our coach, and as a sports director, it was great. I mean, it's objective. But yeah. as a coach, I remember very clearly that a lot of my friends just stopped watching. Like, it's never happened before or since. Like, a lot of people, including me, we just stopped watching football. We just stopped watching. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. This is, this is, this is unbelievable. This is, this is too much. Like, oh, a lot of them. I remember so many. It was so common. And I'm I, not talking yeah. about plastic. I'm not talking about Henry level Napoli fans. I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking about like real people. fans, proper yeah, actually, fans. Yeah, 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 proper fans. They might not know just... who the little monk is, but they care about the fucking team. Yes, yes. So it was, it was really, was really something. And I'm seeing the same. I mean, now obviously people are not abandoning the team; they're still uh, watching. But in terms of tactics, in terms of the the general feeling you get from this team, I do get the same, the same level of powerless you know what i mean like the same yep. feeling of w there is nothing we can do here it's like we are like harmless we we have no power 
to do anything. Yeah. We try and nothing happens. And then you can see that in one instant. And yeah, no, it's really sad. It's really sad. And it's so like obvious that this was going to happen. As well. I mean, I think that's what's one of the things that's really irritated. I'm still just so irritated at the fact he hired Rudy Garcia after winning the Scudetto, like just trying to save some cash or as a control thing. He maybe thought he could get a lower profile coach that, that he could control. It's funny, actually talking about um, Benitez, that, that last year of Benitez, I remember it was before I had a decent salary. And so I had to like stream Napoli games. So it's always a bit of an effort trying to find a stream that worked. I remember I could make all this effort like closing browsers, trying to find stuff and then getting through and thinking, oh my God, was this really worth it? It was in my head, I like the FBI would come and arrest me for like watching an illegal stream. And I thought, imagine if I went down for this, mamma mia. But I th- um... Can you imagine? <laughs> Fucking Benitez. Arrested for watching a rapper Benitez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I think, I'm also thinking back to the, you know, what I was thinking is like, how come I gave Ancelotti more of a of an easy ride than I did Rudy Garcia? And I think it's quite a clear answer that, you know, An- Ancelotti came with some European Cups, you know, one of the greatest coaches of all time. And okay, he, he turned up at the club with the wrong attitude, got his son to coach the team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he had a track record, I suppose. And I think a lot of people say, oh, you should give Rudy Garcia more time, you should give him more time. It's like, well, why? Because he's got no CV. Like, he won a French league a very long time ago. It's interesting, um, Payment, hey, Payment, was um, retweeting some stuff from fans of the team in Saudi Arabia that Rudy Garcia coached, who were all complaining from, like, back in February, March, like, when saying the same things as us. So even in the Saudi league, the fans were like, who is this guy? So I think that's my kind of explanation of like why I'm so kind of triggered by Rudy Garcia is that there is literally no reason to get behind him. The yeah. team is playing badly. He has no track record. I can't see any reason to be like, okay, let's give him time. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm not quite Garcia out yet, but not a I million think, miles away. Yeah, I think it's, that's that's uh, my problem with the whole situation is that um, four games is really early. Like yeah. I want to give the benefit of the doubt to to anyone. So I do want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but then again, I'm seeing stuff that I really, really don't like, and in my experience, it is not likely to to just change this completely. You know, it's a lot of people are saying. A lot of people are comparing this, for example, to the Sari situation. Yeah. Because Sari was a complete unknown. And we didn't do well for the first few games, like five or six games. I can remember, like, I think five, probably. Yeah. We really didn't do well with Sari. And it was, a, it was, it didn't have any CV, like you said, only, you know, only Empoli in Serie A. And yeah. everyone, a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people were on the Sari out. You know, including uh, Diego Maradona, as we talked about. The yeah, exactly, exactly. And then we, yeah, the rest is history, as they say. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I hope I'm made to look incredibly stupid. So, I've, it's the first time I think ever, as a Napoli fan, that I've been so publicly against 
the man publicly i mean as if i have any kind of public proof you know what i mean so like um it's the first time that i'm sort of outwardly not trying to calm people down i'm not outwardly saying or perhaps we should we should think it because i just can't see the progress he's trying to make the team more direct but the shape of the team doesn't suit that you can't just wolf hoof it up to bossy man um i can't see the players listening to him you can see the frustration i just can't see a reason to be patient yeah no i agree with you i agree with you just that normally right now i wouldn't be on the garcia out Ben Wagon, I would just be on the mm, what's going on here. I don't think this guy's good for us. But obviously, it it is not reasonable to ask for uh, his sacking because it's way too early. Obviously, yeah, no. Sad, I mean, sadly, in a way, because I mean, we have to wait for the disaster to happen and then change him. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something that. It's hard to hope for, but you know, and, during and the by game, by then the scudetto will be over. Exactly, you know? but for example, during the game when we went to kneel down, I was like my 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 opinion during that phase of the game was okay. We either lose this two nil or we win this three two. I don't want any in between because in betweens are useless. We either win and we get the three points, which are always good. Or we lose two zero, and that sends a clear message to the decision makers of the club. It's like, okay, we lost yeah. against Genoa, a newly promoted team, and we lost in a bad way. Two two in the end doesn't really help anyone. It doesn't help Genoa. It doesn't help us yeah. because it's not three points, and we needed the three points. We don't need this point at all. With who cares? And you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it still sent a message because you cannot. I mean, come on! What kind of game was that? But yeah, I mean, well... the, the, yeah. Just I've just looked it up actually. So the Sari began by losing two one to Sassuolo away, yeah, drawing two two with Sampdoria at home, and drawing two all with Empoli away, yeah. And then I remember the game. Then Napoli beat Lazio five nil at home. I remember that game. And then no, yeah. we no, we won against I think Club Bruges five one or something like that. And, uh, and then yeah, and then yeah, yeah. and when then after that we just started winning everything. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember yeah, yeah. clearly that the Club Bruges game was the game that changed everything. I remember that. Some plastic. I, I didn't see that one, but I remember. I remember the fact because I don't like Lazio, and I remember thinking, okay, here here we go. So I think there was a sense with Sari as well that there was a build, wasn't there? Yeah. There was a build. There was okay. This guy may doesn't have the experience of such a club as this also it's, it's where he's from so there's more pressure blah 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 but there was a build things got progressively better whereas that's not happening here it's there's it's a bit chaotic isn't it um yeah so how are we going to get on in the old so are you excited about the champions league i mean the champions league always always excites me always there is absolutely Nothing they can do to make me stop being excited about Champions League. I care about I care about it so much. It just it gave me so many emotions, so much happiness over the years. Even the losses were amazing experiences. I'm going to Berlin to watch Union Berlin Napoli this season. Oh, amazing! As well. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, no, no, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. But it's I'm 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 afraid. I'm afraid now. I'm afraid, and uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's uh, 
Uh, we're, we're away at Braga, right? Or is, yeah, is yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is like a classic, classic banana skin. Also, Braga, there's, that's the stadium that's cut into the cliff, isn't it? There's, that's, there's, that's right, yeah. It's a beautiful stadium. And I think um, an away day with a disaffected squad. I mean, it's interesting you mentioned um, the Club Bruges game under Saudi. So this could be that. This could be the catalyst. You could say against a smaller club, um, could Napoli dominate? Some of these tactical ideas come across more strongly, or I'd be the other way. The other way, no. Well, what I remember with Sari, I don't want to be wrong about it, but I think I think Sari started playing with a different lineup. It was a four-two-three-one, maybe? Can I remember clearly? But I do remember that he changed something very. Uh, very, very clearly, and then after that, it was was easy. It was easy. Everything clicked. The thing about Sarri is that, as you said, it was a build up, and it was clearly, you know, Sarri. I think is a hit or miss manager, and I think the players. I mean, they were they had already been training with Sarri's, you know, methodologies yeah. for months. You know, like, there is no going back from that because. Uh, I mean, I have a lot to say about that because I have a lot of strong opinions about Sari and that era. And but yeah, no, the the gist of it is that it was Sarri, beautiful, man. It was actually beautiful. just was beautiful. just looking at that club bridge. It was uh, Topiata from Mertens, yeah, and Callahan and Hamsik. I mean, it just bring makes me just brings a smile to my face just seeing those names written down. Yeah, it was a nice era. I don't again. I come like people compare it to Sari. But it's an empty comparison, in my opinion, because I don't think, I don't think there is anything anything substantial behind Garcia. And then again, I hope I will be like you said, you know, like they, we, he will make a fool out of me, and we will start to win all games. Maybe it'll be I the reverse. Maybe I don't see it. Yeah. Going from four three three to four two three one, Garcia does the reverse of what Saudi. I don't know. And at the end of the day, it's not really about line. You know, like it's more than that. I think it's more than that. It's about, you know, do players really believe in it? Not just Garcia, about his tactical plan and his methodologies, yeah. the way they train. I've heard some rumors, like back in August, even before any game, I did hear rumors about specifically Zieliski that he wasn't happy about Garcia's changes. And I was, I remember thinking, I mean, what, what changes? We weren't even playing, but obviously we didn't know because we did we only saw some and he's the two... only guy that's that's got better. It's probably him. Yeah, yeah. But we I mean, only what, saw what an assist, though, man. Like right. I know it was terrible, but that uh, Politano goal was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have something but... to say about that too because yeah, a lot of people. I mean, I was ready again. I I wasn't prepared for everyone to be angry about Garcia. Usually these things don't work like that. I'm usually I start being the only one skeptical about this. Like with Ancelotti, I was skeptical from the beginning. Like I was skeptical really... about Aussie man, I remember. Oh yeah, well, I mean, if they improve and if they change, they... I was skeptical. I mean, I'm not always right. I was skeptical about Di Lorenzo too, and the guy yeah. improved so much. And he's keep. I think is now is one of the best. I didn't want him to be captain, and now yeah. I think he's one of the best captains we ever had. I think I think you're not alone. That I think a lot of us were frustrated at different moments with with Di Lorenzo as well. So yeah, Aussie man, we're wrong. Aussie man, same. Osimhen, yeah. I didn't like Osimhen. He seemed like very clumsy, and he improved so much. These guys are young. I mean, not Di Lorenzo, but I mean, props to him. He still improved. 
but Osimen made such big changes compared to the past. So yeah, I mean, I I'm happy to recognize those. I don't care about being wrong about these things. I just I just see what I see and I speak about it. So what I see now is that players are not. I don't think they are convinced about what they are going through. Uh, you can see it in the you know in the small details like Parascalia not understanding what's going on and you know all those small rumors I've heard and as you know I I believe 100% all the rumors. You I love read. a rumor. Oh yeah, no, I do, I do, and I mean it makes sense. It makes sense. I but yeah, there was you were saying also because you're a Lobotka watcher, Lobotka stalker, yes. um, Lobotka follower in the bushes staring at him. Yes. Uh, I mean, fair enough. If I was there in Napoli, I'd do the same. <laughs> and you saw some stuff with his body language and frustration when you were in the stadium last time around. There was yeah. actually a cutaway for us plastics watching at home on the sofa uh, of the Genoa game where he threw his arms up and yeah. it was like, uh, this isn't... Because we know what modern footballers are like. Once you've lost, even with like, to go back to Ancelotti, like when the play, I'm not... I think it was a complex situation. I don't 100% approve of some of the things that the players did. Um, but once you've lost them, even if you're a multiple European Cup winning manager and a legend of the game, you've lost them and there's no coming back from it. And I suppose that I completely share with you. Almost that's the biggest worry, forgetting about the awful tactics and stuff. Just seeing the players not looking like they back their own manager is a massive red flag for me. Yeah, it is. And it's, I think in some ways, this is a very unique situation because I'm, t- again, I'm trying to understand why usually people give more time to managers. I mean, I, people give so much time to Gattuso too. And I, I think that wasn't, that wasn't deserved. I didn't like Gattuso at all. I mean, kind of like Garcia, even worse. He had nothing going on for him. I think we had some results, but the team was there. In fact, yeah. we won the fucking Scudetto with that team. But I don't, it is funny for, to me, just how, like, almost everyone, like, I know there are some people saying, oh, give him time, but everyone I met, they're just like, oh, Garcia, Garcia. Because usually, usually you're able to, you know, the situation is much more complex. You know, maybe you have a lot of new players, so yeah. you have to give time to players to adapt, and, you know, you have maybe, uh, you know, like a lot of, like, different changes. But now, the situation is quite clear because the team remained the same, more or less. You know, it's kind of like ninety percent the same, and you know, we only the only thing that changed is the manager. And we went in the yeah in the span of two months, we went from that to this. And so, it's not a small change in the way that the the quality of the way that the team is playing. It's some of the worst football I've ever seen Napoli play. Yeah, withstanding the nineteen nineties of which is. I almost don't count that period of the mid to late. No, I yeah, didn't see. I didn't that. see a whole lot of the the games as well. But the the, the club was going bankrupt. It was it was a disaster. Yeah. Um, no point. But no, it's what I, what I noticed is that it's, it's you know what worries me also. Like a lot of there are a lot of like small signs, and when you group them together, it makes you very worried. For example, mm-hmm. Garcia talking at the in the press conference saying, "I don't care about the past. I don't know about the past." So I think he was asked a question about like past tactics and it's like I don't I don't know about the past and he also which is I mean is it real I don't I don't think so it, that's an attempt know, like, at a kind of mind game gone wrong it sounds like yeah. that's yeah that's I don't know but even then it's what, what kind of stupid phrase is that and 
And also, it's what worries me the most about what he said was that he didn't play, like he didn't talk tactics at all. He blamed, he said, the determination of the players. Okay. And he said something like, ah, oh, you know, like we weren't determined and it's hard to be determined and it's hard to be motivated the week before Champions League. And he doesn't know about the past. So he doesn't know that we won 9 out of 10 games last season before Champions League. So in the league, I mean. So I he mean, wouldn't that's... know that because he admitted he doesn't know about the past, but that's how it works, you know. Like, also, so... it's your job as a manager to motivate the team, you know. And oh god, yeah, it's clearly not about motivation. This is like everyone says the same shit when Napoli Tactics. starts losing. Tactics. They starts to they start to blame the play. Like it happened with Ancelotti. Was like, oh, the players are the blame. If like the usual, like it's a phrase which makes me so angry when people say the problem with Angelos, you played Zelinski and Elmas as a double pivot. Like, what do you expect to happen in a four four two? No, but people what people say which makes me angry is, is this is they say if the players don't run, you can't blame the manager. Re- really, <laughs> really, I mean, like there are so many reasons. Coaching. Yeah. Coaching. yeah. There are so many reasons to blame the manager for that, you know. Like so, like people like the people like to see these things in black and white. It's like players don't run is because they don't want to run. Really, maybe they don't run because they don't know how to run. Maybe they don't, they don't know where to run. Where to run? Exactly. His job is what? And yeah, okay. We're gonna have to be slightly less long today, but I think that's probably for the best because I think both of us might actually explode. Um, just a quickie on the Champions League. So because we've sold more season tickets, right, this season, it's going to be much harder for folks outside of Naples who who don't have a season ticket to get them, right? Um, You mean for the away games or the home games? Both, oh. just a bit of public service oh, announcements yeah, no. here. Away games are harder, even though the Braga away section didn't sell out, as far as I know. So because mm. it's, it's, it's a hard... It's kind of a hard trip, I think. It's not very easy yeah. to go from Napoli to Braga. And, uh, you know, it's Braga. So and it's, it's hard to get excited right now. So, I mean, I understand that. Uh, for the home games, yeah, it's really, really tough. It's really tough. Um, Napoli Ramadi tickets went on sale and sold out in, like, I don't know, like two hours, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm still able to help. And uh, please, if you want my help, get in touch with me before the sale starts because I've had yes. a lot of people you know like getting in touch with me after the sale starts said ah oh, you know I tried to get tickets that I couldn't can you help me no I can help you now like I got all the tickets which were requested for me but now it's late so if you get in touch with me it's I can help because I've helped like 100% of the requests I received I I, I fulfilled let's say yeah. but it's uh, well it's uh, if you get in touch with me later it's very very hard it's very, very, it's almost impossible uh, yeah. for these kind of games. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a okay. little harder. I let's see what happens. I mean, I do. I hope we turn it around. Like it would make we'll me really do. happy if we stuff Braga five nil, and then we go on a run like we did back in Sadi's first year. Nothing would make me happier. I just will be very surprised. Um, okay, bef- before we. Before we tittle off, do you have a Neapolitan expression of the week for us, Michele? Yes, I have a Neapolitan expression of the week. It is a little bit different than usual because we usually go with Neapolitan sayings. This is not a saying. This is 
how to say it? it's just a a phrase like a common phrase with you you would use like every day like in any any situation so the phrase is and i want to okay. give some context to it because i find it fascinating because if you take it on face value it makes no sense at all because it doesn't make any sense the phrase is this the phrase is mannaggia sangra culon or mannaggia culon which in english would be um then the columns blood can damn you damn the columns yeah. blood yes the, the columns blood yes or just the column so if you i mean if you say it like that i mean people if you say it in english obviously it makes no sense yeah in napoli i mean italian and in napoli it also makes no sense but it's one of those things that get said so many times and you know for by everyone and you kind of assume you know you kind of you kind of you just say it you don't know why but you just see it but i was thinking about this i really like why do we why do we have it with that with the with the with this column and what column is this and what has it what has it done? Why us? does it have blood? You know? Yeah, and why do we even say that? Yeah, it's so weird. So I researched it a little bit because again, this is a very common phrase. Everyone says it. Like if you're angry, obviously, if you want to blame someone, something in general, you blame. There's a lot of things. I mean, maybe next week we do something similar with another phrase. Damn the dot 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 because there are a lot of those phrases which okay. make no sense which we can analyze but yes i researched this specific phrase because i was curious about it and apparently and it is very interesting so there was a column in front of a church in naples in the in uh in the 1500 years so like 500 years ago more or less and yeah. it was in piazza ottocalli so this marble column it was basically a uh, good luck you know like a, a superstitious column let's say so apparently and we have direct uh, sources from that so apparently this celano said reported in 1692 that uh basically like farmers during uh, dry periods they would go mm-hmm. in front of this column um and they would go on the right side of this column, I guess right side compared to the church, which was in front of it. And they would uh, just pray. They would just pray. They would wish, pray for rain on the right side of the column. And I mean, this source tells us that it would work. And uh, of course, of course it would work. Yeah. And I find it, they would be on the left side of the column uh, just for like general wishes of serenity and happiness. Yeah. And since like, Beating so, Braga 5-0, for example. Exactly. So, and since this uh, superstition superstition was illegal, was a sin in the light in the eyes of the church, the Archbishop of Naples declared it a superstition and destroyed the column. So it's not there anymore. And that is why uh apparently after that, every time something bad happened, they would damn the missing column. In the okay. church, you know, I damn the column because it's not there anymore, and we have nothing to to pray to. Let's say this okay. is one version. This this is the version I like the most. There are a couple of other versions because this doesn't really explain the blood of the column. Some people believe that the blood of the column is the column of where Jesus Christ, the basically the uh, crucifix where Jesus Christ was fixed. Yeah. So that's where the blood is from. I don't know. It's, Obviously, it's it's such an old tradition that people don't know. It's but it really, to know the exact 
origin of it but yeah it's it's, it's fun i like it because also the, the that source explanation really brings together that thing which i think strikes a lot of people when they visit naples for the first time or the second time is that sort of really interesting mixture of kind of formalized religion mostly with the catholic church but also this other kind of more sort of um I don't know what the word would be, sort of mystical, yeah, slightly culty thing that sort of exists with with and it's that really interesting meeting of those worlds. But I suppose it, in that example it was it was shut down by the church. Um yeah, because they believed it was a um a cult practice or something. Yeah, like a pagana, I don't know how to say it in English. It's pagan. Yeah, pagan tradition, yeah. superstition. So they didn't want that to happen, obviously. Well, that was, I mean, I much rather, I I much prefer talking about that than I did how terribly Napoli played. So let's let's hope that that will be the last historical cultural conversation because we'll just be too busy waxing lyrical about how brilliant this Rudy <laughs> Garcia four two three one is. Um, okay, great. Uh, sorry, a little bit short today, but I, we we had a window, didn't we, Michaela? And we got to grab that window when yes, when they yes, come up. Yes, yes. But if you if you want to complain about the length of the podcast, you can blame Henry for that. Just to be clear, just to be clear. Uh, all things are my fault, yes. uh, apart from hiring Rudy Garcia. Anyway, uh, thank you very much, Michele. We can find you on Twitter at Napoli Tickets. I am at Henry Bell Calcio. The show is at Shadow of Vesuvio, and we do tend to try to post like extra things. I might post that article that you found for people to look up in detail. And this is part of the um, Far From Vesuvius network. Do check out the at Napoli rant and uh, the great work of uh, Raf and Raf. Uh, fingers crossed, things are going to look better, everybody. Uh, take care in the meantime, and forza Napoli. Sempre. Sempre.